A woman in the parish sent me the following email the other day. She wrote, We were attending a football banquet in December. My son was off with his buddies, but my daughter was sitting with me and some fellow sports moms that I'm pretty friendly with. We came back from getting our food, and the thought crossed my mind to say grace. But I was tentative, because I could envision the eyes rolling and the snickering, etc. Well, my daughter sat down, and she immediately made the sign of the cross and bowed her head in prayer. I felt so ashamed. I followed her example, and since then I never let ridicule stop me from thanking our most gracious and forgiving God. What a fantastic witness my daughter is. I have a feeling God has some pretty great plans for her. In today's Gospel text, my brothers and sisters, from Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says these words, and Jesus wants us to take these words of Scripture very, very personally. He says, you are the light of the world. You, meaning you, and yours truly as well. And your light must shine before other people that they may see your good deeds and then glorify your Heavenly Father. That young girl was a light, a very bright light to all those sports moms at that banquet last December. She was also a light, a wonderful light, a marvelous light, a very bright light to her own mom. She wasn't looking for attention. It's very important to note. She wasn't looking for attention. She wasn't pushing her religion down anyone else's throat, which is always what they accuse us of, right? Those of us who take our faith seriously, we're always accused of pushing our religion on other people. She wasn't doing that. She wasn't putting down the other people at the table for not doing what she did. She was simply acting like a good Catholic, like a true believer. She was simply doing what she believed God wanted her to do in that particular situation. Now, was she conscious of the fact that she was the only one praying at that particular moment? Probably. Was she a little bit self-conscious as she bowed her head in silence? Perhaps. But she prayed anyway. And that's the key point. In spite of how she might have felt, she turned to God and thanked him for the food that she was about to receive. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what it takes to be a light, a true light for Jesus Christ in today's world. That's what it's all about. It takes a willingness to stand apart and do the right thing, regardless of how it makes you feel. On that note, it's been really good to see several letters in the Westerly Sun in recent weeks defending traditional marriage and opposing so-called gay marriage. 
Some of these letters, I am happy to say, have been from parishioners of St. Pius X Church. I'm very happy to say that. But at the same time, what's been extremely distressing, at least to me, is the larger number of letters in the Sun defending gay marriage, including some that have taken shots at yours truly. But that's really not the issue. It's the number of these letters that concerns me. Now, the interesting thing is this. Same-sex marriage has been rejected. It's been rejected in every state where the people have actually voted on the matter. And that includes ultra-liberal California. The only way they've been able to legalize it in certain states is with the help of activist judges who change the laws with their judicial decrees, which is not what they're supposed to do, according to the Constitution anyway. But they do it, some of them. That's one way they've gotten the law through. The second way is by pushing it through the legislature and ignoring the will of the people. Incidentally, this is why our new governor, Governor Chafee, opposes a statewide referendum on the issue. He wants nothing to do with it. He's, he's smart enough to know that in all likelihood, if it were put to a referendum, he and the pro-gay marriage forces would lose, as they have everywhere else. But my question is this. If the majority of people in the state of Rhode Island oppose the redefinition of marriage to include same-sex couples, something I think we can safely presume since even the majority in California opposes it. If the majority here in Rhode Island opposes it, why haven't there been more letters in the Sun defending traditional marriage? That's my question. Why have the majority of the letters written in recent days been in support of so-called gay marriage? Edmund Burke once said, all that it takes for evil to triumph in the world is for good people to do nothing. Put in the terms of this homily, that saying could be rendered, all that it takes for evil to triumph in the world is for good people to hide their lights under a bushel basket. I am really glad that attorney Scott Spear wrote a letter to the Sun the other night in defense of himself and of the talk he gave on this issue at St. Clair's Church just a couple of weeks ago. I'm really glad he did that. I'm sure he was horrified, horrified at the Sun's coverage of the event especially the picture they ran of him on the front page the following day. Did you see that picture? The Sun photographer took dozens of pictures of Mr. Spear during his talk. Now, I know that because I was there. I watched her do it. And quite frankly, it was at times a little bit annoying. She was taking pictures left and right. Snap, 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 snap. Now, of all those shots that she got, What's the one they chose to run right on the front page for everybody in Westerly to see? It was the one in which Mr. Spear looked extremely angry. Some might even say hateful. And not only that, he had his fist clenched in front of his face like this. Like he was ready to do somebody physical harm, like he was ready to take somebody out. Coincidence? 
I don't think so. Now, if you were there that evening as I was, you know that Scott Spear was anything but angry, anything but hateful. He was gentle, he was kind, he was very respectful. Yet that picture, and they say pictures speak louder than words, picture is worth a thousand words? Yeah, this one certainly was. That picture made him look like the stereotypical, hate-filled, quote-unquote, homophobe. And I think that was by design. Thankfully, his letter to the editors of The Sun showed more respect for them than they had shown for him. He focused in his letter exclusively on the issue itself and on the legal ramifications churches and schools and businesses and others are going to have to face if gay marriage is somehow legalized here. And this is something he knows about as a lawyer. He wrote, and here I quote, marriage is a public institution referenced in multiple laws governing society. When Massachusetts changed the legal definition of marriage, 1,200 laws had to be altered. Make no mistake, when the definition of marriage changes, that change impacts everyone. He then noted some of what we will have to face in Rhode Island with the legalization of gay marriage based on what has already happened in other states. He's not making this stuff up. This is stuff that's already happened. Here are just a few of the examples he gave. I'll read them to you because we need to know this. We need to know the impact this will have on all of us. People in the wedding or hospitality business who oppose homosexual quote-unquote marriage will have to participate or risk losing their license to make a living. After all, you can't refuse to serve someone who is black. And under the law, you won't be able to refuse to participate in a homosexual wedding either. This has already happened in New Mexico. Churches that own property, which same-sex couples would like to use for their ceremonies, will have to allow such use against their religious beliefs or lose their tax-exempt status. This has already happened in New Jersey. Professionals like doctors and lawyers and accountants who don't want to perform services for homosexual couples claiming to be married will be sued or risk losing their license to practice their profession. This has happened in California. Whenever public schools teach children about marriage, they will be forced to teach about homosexual quote-unquote marriage. There will be no leeway. This has happened in Massachusetts, California, and elsewhere. Children as young as kindergarten will be exposed to this subject in the public schools. There are many issues, my brothers and sisters, where we need to let our lights shine. But this is one of the most important for our culture right now. One of the most important. Make no mistake about it. Calling our local senator and representatives and letting them know where we stand on the matter, that's one way to let our light shine. Writing letters to the editor is another. Sharing our opinion respectfully in family gatherings and with friends and co-workers is still another way to let our light shine and perhaps one of the most important. Is it easy? 
No, it's not. But then again, Jesus Christ never said that it would be. Recall what I said at the very beginning about that young girl who prayed quietly at that football banquet. I said that even though she might have felt awkward and self-conscious, she still prayed and let her light shine. She was willing to stand apart and do the right thing, regardless of how it made her feel. By the grace of the Eucharist that we receive at this Mass, may Almighty God help all of us to follow her excellent example.